and welcome. Here at SAP Experts Podcast, we continue celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Value Starter. And while the first part, that is episode 82, was all about the vision and strategy behind the Value Starter, as well as the value it brings to the SAP customers, this episode is a little different as it is all about the digitization of that vision, the Value Starter Digital Platform. Which is why today I'm joined by Bill Bowers and Nabil Siddiqui, two individuals who are instrumental in simplifying your SAP S4HANA move with the power of digitization. As always, I'm your host, Akshimola, and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. My first guest, Bill Bowers, needs no introduction, as this is his fourth time on the SAP Experts Podcast. He brings over 25 years of global industry and IT experience in sales, marketing, manufacturing, product management, business development, and consulting, and is currently a part of the SAP S4HANA Go-To-Market and Solution Management Organization, where he leads the customer value and success team. My next guest, Nabil Siddiqui, has six years of experience in the international software industry. He is the director at SAP America and specializes in strategy and product management. Nabil's experience has spanned across product development, strategy, product management, and marketing. He is a Duke alum and has a master's in engineering management. An avid researcher of enterprise gamification, Internet of Things, NoSQL, he has authored many books, research journals, as well as patents, and has been awarded honors such as Top Innovative Minds and Excellence at Innovation for his work. All of that on SAP Experts Podcast as we continue celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Value Starter. Welcome, Bill and Nabil, to the part two of our Value Starter podcast series here at the SAP Experts Podcast. Bill and Nabil, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Value Starter. So with that said, Bill, I was just uh, realizing that uh, this is my third time that I'm interviewing two people together. It started with episode 80 with the Phyllis Brothers, and I was thinking, I was like, wow, this is a bit much. But ever since then, it has become quite the pattern for me. It was you, Bill, and Marcus in episode 82. And now it's you with Nabil again. And then I realized that speaking of patterns, Bill, this is your fourth time back to mm-hmm. SAP Experts podcast. So how does that feel? Uh, it's great. And it definitely won't be the last, I assure you. It definitely won't be the last. So, Bill, since you are the veteran and the part one was all about, uh, with Marcus, we, we discussed a lot of strategy behind the Wallace Starter program, as well as the value it brings for our customers. So for our listeners who did not get a chance to listen to episode 82, which listeners, you better go and check it out. But the ones who haven't yet listened to it, just give us a quick summary of the strategy and the value behind the Value Starter. No, okay, great. Just in a nutshell, it's all about building the value proposition for customers for why they should move to, to S4HANA. As we know, that's still the biggest question that customers have out there. You know, they're using the best ERP system in the world. Why do they want to go to the next, the, the best ERP system again, right? And so really helping them to understand and working with the business to build that value proposition. So what we do in a nutshell is we engage with the business 
We help get them excited by taking them through a simulation of S4 in our simulation game. We actually look at how they're using um, our, their existing system today. We look for opportunities of where S4 can help. Um, we actually then go in and show them their, their value case in um, our business case building tool we call VLM. And then at the end, we, we basically uh, give the next steps and, 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 and give the roadmap for how they can complete their business case and, and understand the ROI of, of moving to, to S4HANA. Um, I'd like to say that that's free, but we know there's nothing free in life, right? There's there's no free lunch, as they say. Mm-hmm. We what, what we do ask for is 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 the customer's time, and we're dealing with the business, and we're dealing with the you know the IT team. Obviously, people's time is their most important asset, and so um, that's what we're asking for. But at the end, they get a very strong understanding of the value that S4 is going to provide them. Wonderful. Very succinctly put. And for our audience, if you want to know more about the value and the strategy of the Value Startup Program, do check out the episode 82. And Bill, since this is your fourth time here, last time you introduced Marcus as your partner in crime and the fact that you were like a married couple. And then Marcus chimed in that you were like Waldorf and Statler in Muppets sitting in the balcony together. That's how you created the Value Starter. So with that, I'll put you on the spot again. And why don't you... Tell us more about Nabil. Does he also belong in the Muppet universe somehow in the role that he played within Value Starter? Yeah, no, Nabil's not in the Muppet world. Um, <laughs> Nabil is is the is the innovator. I call him the, the innovator. And it's all about innovating the customer experience, right? And what what he's doing is really figuring out how do we excite and digitize the customer experience and really simplify it all the way around. Because at the end of the day, as, as we know, time again is our most important asset and life's too short. So the easier we can make it for our customers, the better. And that's, that's what Nabil's all about. And that's what Nabil the innovator is all about. So why don't we hear it directly from Nabil? So Nabil, in the introduction, I mentioned that while the previous episode was all about value and strategy, this episode will be about digitization. So what exactly are we digitizing? And what are we trying to achieve with this digitization? Thank you so much, Akshi. And thank you, Bill, for the, for the introduction. So Akshi, I, I hope I had a very one-line answer for you, but I'll, I'll go a bit in detail. So the digitization that we, uh, that we thought has evolved through the months, right? So when we uh, thought about digitization eight months ago, our definition was different than what it is now. So eight months ago, when we were digitizing the value started program, we had the concept of building, bringing all the information for the customers at one place so that when they are going through sessions, they can have one executive view where they can say their, see their important capabilities and value drivers and the benefit uh, case document. But now it has evolved because we have learned a lot in this process. Uh, we have the concept of automating the content for the customer in real time. Mm. And that is very powerful. And that's what we are leading in with right now. Uh, so for example, if, if, you're a, if you're a customer, you uh, can just click on a button and that button is so powerful that it will, it will create a result document for you in real time. And that is, uh, that is big because after this engagement, you want a document to refer to, which you can uh, share with your colleagues, and that what you what you will get through this click of button, where all the nuggets of gold will be collated in one PowerPoint. Uh, what we are trying to achieve, we are trying to create 
an experience and we want to give that experience to the customer where information is available to help make them better decisions and also help sap answer the why what how in a better way so you explained and as a digital uh, native that really got me excited that okay the idea of pressing a button and getting results and getting your golden nuggets all in a powerpoint because uh well again as a digital native i'm not a fan of creating powerpoints from the scratch myself so if that can be automated for me that sounds amazing but having said that there always will be naysayers so bill some might call it that okay well this is uh, nothing new it's the same old same old customer engagement and this whole process of digitization is practically the drop shipping of customer engagement all you're doing is you're putting a fancy wrapper on it a new label on it and you're calling it something different so what do you say to that bill <laughs> well i would i would ask them if they want to give away their smartphone right <laughs> in the words of steve, in the words of steve job we're going to we're giving you a device that is an email device a, a calendar device uh, a, an internet browsing device and a telephone yes so if they want to go back to the analog hardwire phone um a, a paper catalog um and emailing and searching the web only from their their uh, workstation or or um laptop then more power to them <laughs> right right this is and i don't think we i don't think anybody wants to give up their smartphone absolutely yes so yes to the naysayers do you want to give up your smartphone or would you rather move on to a smarter more 21st century method of engagement so speaking of becoming more 21st century the world has become a global village and abil another aspect mark has brought up in the last episode on that global village topic is the importance of localization and how value starter would be helping with that so how does the digital experience help achieve that localization absolutely akshay and localization has been very close to the development and our vision which bill and marcus has set for us as well for the customers because sap as you know it is worldwide we have different regions we have latam we have emia we have the asian regions and we speak a number of languages in those regions and customers akshay as you know from your experience they love localization they love information to be shared in their own language definitely and we don't want the experience to be uh, dependent on a language we want it to be uh, scattered through different languages and that's why we have an operational view in our uh, delivery experience application where we have uh, the feature to assign the the uh, to assign the instructors based on the language they speak to the customer sessions so that they can better serve the customer and cater to their uh, local uh, needs wow okay so you know i didn't even think about that aspect but one of the naysayers what they would also say is that okay you're digitizing it so much that you took away the human aspect but from what i'm hearing nabil what you just said that we're assigning instructors who are local to that region so that human aspect is very much intact but now it's just faster more uh, seamless of an experience so that is totally wonderful to hear and with that i want to take a peek behind the scenes and there's a selfish reason why i want to do that so bill you know that i recently went went on a trip to disney world to celebrate my birthday i went there with my husband and uh, as somebody who absolutely loves the disney experience the magic that it all brings the joy Uh, I was very excited for it, but this time I experienced it in a different way. So my husband is actually uh, an audiovisual professional, and he is a singer, a performer. 
And the things that he was noticing were quite different from what I was noticing. His eyes were going straight to the audio booths, the sound booths. He was looking up and he was identifying the brands of projectors that he already knew, the sound equipment and the frozen sing-along, which I was excited to sing, Let It Go with Queen Elsa. My husband already knew that at the end of the show, it was going to snow because he could look up and see the uh, snow machines. But all of this did not ruin the magic for me. It actually intensified the magic because now I was geeking out about another aspect. So with that, Nabil, you mentioned something quite similar that, okay, there's a button and it's creating your your, uh, case of benefits and uh, there are golden nuggets all being put together automatically in this uh, PowerPoint. All of that sounds amazing. It sounds seamless. However, it probably behind the scenes does not look that simple. It wasn't that simple to put it together. So talk us through the process you follow in releasing a product like digital platform, maybe particularly for digital platform of the value starter, and how important is the process in product management? Thank you, Akshi. So Akshi, in my previous life, I was a developer where I was mm. part of such processes. So I have learned a lot through, uh, through that as well. But I have many product gurus. One such product guru is Marty Kagan from the Silicon Valley product group. And uh, and through, Mar- through Marty, what I have learned is uh, having a process is not important, but implementing the process in the right way is important, right? So uh, what, 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 what I follow for this uh, application or for the application that, that uh, we have developed is a cyclic process where even if we are making mistakes, we make mistakes early and correct it in, in real time so that we don't have to rub the slate too many times in the product because that add to costs and also uh, uh, costs and that and and it prolongs the time of the development. So the process that we follow here is we have a small target group where we conduct interviews, we take requirements, we define those requirements. So I have this beautiful wiki where you can see uh, the de- requirements defined to the T, right? Uh, it has each and every detail, the process maps, which actually you have seen, and you are also fond of, I believe. But yes. <laughs> uh, but 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 the idea is to basically get all the stakeholders on one page on what we want to develop, and then start the developing uh, the development. Also preparing the go to market and and strategy part uh, while the product is being developed, so that it's not too far from what we are developing, and the product compliance and security part is very important in the cyclic process because we don't want to uh, deliver a product which is unsafe or not secure. So we follow uh, the cyclic process so that all that product standards are incorporated periodically when we are doing every release. So every release, we have a security evaluation just to make sure that we are compliant on all the ends. Yeah, one thing I'd like to add on that, I can tell you I was pretty happy with the uh, we all know how uh, an engineering company like SAP develops mm-hmm. products. Uh, we got evaluated from the, the platform that we created um, a four out of five on, on GDPR and security, as well as a four out of five on overall usability, right? So mm. um, that that was just uh, kind of mind-blowing for me that, that we were able to not only create a, a compelling experience, but to, to create a secure and uh, um, easy-to-use experience, right? Absolutely. Yeah. To get the best of both worlds, you do have the user experience at the same time. You're not compromising on our GDPR and the things that are important to us and our customers. So with that, Nabil, what I was hearing a lot was a cyclical process, right? And these different releases. And that, to me, it sounds a lot like prototyping. And I can imagine our developers in the audience just geeking out over what you just said. And it reminded me of... uh, 
I think I heard uh, Steve Jobs use this uh, quite a few times. I don't know whether he came up with the concept and Edison also lived by it. And that is fail fast and fail often. So it, what you described sounded like that. So do you have perhaps maybe examples of in which failing faster actually helped this particular project or maybe some other project? Absolutely, Akshi. So one knowledge that a good product team has is that our best product and best ideas can fail. So if we can accept that, we can create something better, right? So that's what we uh, go with. So uh, we have failed multiple times and that's what uh, has made us stronger and that that has made our solution more stable because we were able to identify it because of our process. Uh, we follow this five-day design sprint process where you create these prototypes, validate it with customers and stakeholders, and then you start the development. And that, that is also part of my cyclical process that I was talking about earlier. Uh, but you asked me uh, to share one example of uh, when I, uh, so uh, Bill is here. Uh, Bill, don't please, please don't uh, fire me after this. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, there's an important concept that our I follows. It's called Z principle. So when you look at a screen, you go from left to right, then you go diagonally down, and then you go from left to right again. So when I was first developing this application, I was not aware of this. And I have placed some search bars, which was not following the Z principle. And then oh, I realized wow. that customers would be having problems following the search bar. So then we changed the placement and now we are compliant in that as well. Very cool. Now that, that's very interesting. I, I didn't even think about that, but that makes so much sense as a user, why that would be more intuitive. And what I also found fascinating is that you kept in mind both internal stakeholders as well as customers and you checked in with both sides because yes customers have to find it simple to use and useful at the same time and at the same time it should not be putting too much burden on our internal teams they shouldn't have to feel like okay oh my god there's another thing i must have to learn from the scratch it should be very intuitive so that's very cool and speaking of intuitive speaking of user experience y'all uh i come from the pre-sales world and in the Pre-Sales Academy, I was told strictly, do not, do not talk feature function if you're not going to talk about value. However, what I'm going to ask both of you to do is to share with me your favorite features of the Value Shadow program. And of course, uh, honoring my pre-sales education, do tie it up with the value it will bring to our customers. So who wants to go first? I'll kick off. Um, yeah, I think the thing I like most about it is is it's role based, right? It it gives an experience for the customer that's designed for the customer, but it also gives a, an experience for the people that are delivering the value starter engagement, so that they have everything digitized, and it it really provides everything for both parties in one place, right? So you're not having to, to go to uh, a, an email over here or you know a set, set of files over here. It's really creating that one-stop shop so everyone can go to the, the, the same place. Um, and and, and it's, it's, a, it's a historical record, right? And so it's a, a living mm -hmm. document that, that we're creating, right? Because this is not the first step for the customer, right? We're going to continue to engage with the customer, um, but it 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 really um, provides that that living record. Just a, a funny part, and and the bill knows that this this the story is, and, and and we had a lot of argument about do we use a black background or do we use a white <laughs> background? Yes, and, and, I remember and, that. And and, and 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 I and and I tell you, you know, um, they, they, when we even got into the discussion about. 
oh, well, people with astigmatism, they, they don't like a black background and they like a white background. I said, that's not true. I have an astigmatism and I, and I <laughs> lack the back background. Right? Yes. Cause, and, and so the, the point that you can at any time change the background to black or white um, is, is to me super cool, right? Um, but, but at the end of the day, what, what you, you said is, is, you know, those are all kind of uh, um, user features and what have you. But, but for me, it's the, you, you, for the customers are, are getting one place that they can go and, and, and one place that they can experience um, everything and, and all their content is, is, is in that one place. So yeah, that's, that's for me, the, 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 the money, the money driver, the value driver. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. And I'm also uh, the team astigmatism who likes a dark background as well. But what that goes on to tell me more is that how SAP is staying abreast with the trends of the 21st century and the user experience that our audience is already used to. If I can change my background preferences on my Twitter and on my poly work, and on these other social media, I should be able to do that and customize my experience on the Value Shadow program as well. And I love that that has been taken care of. And of course, uh, the second thing, which as a former pre-sales professional, but even now, which I often used to dislike, is like everybody saying after a demo, hey, send your slides, guys. Let's put our slides together in one place. Are you going to create a sway landing page? Let's have this one source of truth for the customer, and it's hard to maintain. But now we have automated that aspect as well. With that, Nabil, what are your favorite features? So uh, I would just like to... Uh... Start from where Bill left, right? The discussion of astigmatism, and and uh, I remember having a discussion with Bill as well while on while being on that brainstorming call. But the funny part is that my father is an eye surgeon, and uh, when I showed him some applications, some desktop application, mm-hmm. he was amazed that why why it is not catering to all the people with uh, with refractive eye errors and things like that. But we have seen that mobile application. If you see if you have an iPhone, you can change it to dark theme or a or a light yes. theme. So that was very important for us uh, as well to cater to the audience who are having problems with the brighter or a darker screen to give both the option to them. So that is one of my favorite features as well. Uh, then uh, accessibility uh, is also one of the features that we, want, we wanted to have for the app in the application. We will have so many customers, partners all over the world. Uh, we also want to design the application for people who are challenged and are not able to use the application with the mouse or or with uh, with just their visual interpretation. So we have the incorporation of uh, JAWS and the accessibility uh, features where you can navigate through the application using the tab button and you can just use enter to enter any uh, field or any uh, uh, sub tab. So that is also one of my favorite feature that would very go in handy with all the all the customers that we'll have. Nabil, what you just described towards the end, that got me thinking that when it comes to things like diversity and inclusion and CSR, we're not just about lip service. We actually put our money where our mouth is. And the Value Charter program also goes to illustrate that, that we have uh, implemented accessibility features within the program as well. And now is the time of our podcast when you guys get the chance to plug in anything that you would want to plug in. So what would you like to share with our audience, something that we have not already covered that you would like to tell our audience or where can our audience learn more about the Value Startup program? Where can they follow you? So perhaps we can start with Bill again. Yeah, so so a couple of things. You know, one, one um, 
we developed the value starter delivery experience in the platform, you know, obviously, so our partners and customers and everyone can come together. Um, but what I want to point out is, is it's a true uh, cloud uh, application and a cloud solution built on SAP's cloud platform, right? So we're we're also drinking our own Kool-Aid or eating our own dog food, whichever <laughs> analogy you like. Um, and what we want to do, you know, if partners want to, is we actually want to let them actually have their own instance of 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 the the platform over time, and they can even brand it to to be their experience, right? So so we have a lot of. Um, uh, uh, ideas of where we want to take this, right? And, it, it, and it's, it's all going to be dependent on uh, how well the, the, the value starter experience takes off. I will tell you, since 200 or more customers have have, have gone through that year to date, um, we, wow. we, we're getting a lot of uptake and we really think this digital experience is going to take it to the next level, right? So, 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 that, so that, that's, that's one thing I, I wanted to, uh, to, to share. Wonderful. And uh, Bill, that, that sounds fascinating that our uh, partners can also take advantage of this one-stop shop customer facing tool, which aggregates what are, whatever is important to them. So if there is perhaps a customer or a partner interested in it, should they follow you on LinkedIn or how should they go about this process? What would you suggest? Yeah, I mean, we, we've got, uh, they can contact me. They can also contact their partner uh, business managers that work with them on a daily basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've got more than enough channels of uh, our partners <laughs> contacting us to get to get information. So any of the ones that they choose, um, yeah, they'll, they'll get get a, a happy smile and and helpful person and all the channels they choose. And uh, when in doubt, just reach out. So with that, it, Nabil, exactly. what would you like to share? Uh, one thing that we, we missed uh, is uh, we we also have a configurable UI, right? So that is also very important uh, in the application, right? So uh, uh, we don't want uh, the UI to be fixed. We want partners or or the admin groups from SAP to come and uh, configure the UI as per their own need. So that is uh, also one of the features that uh, we should uh, look out for. And uh, if you want to uh, reach out uh, to us, uh, there are many channels, but if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on nabilsiddiqui.me. That is my personal website, and you can get in touch uh, with me on there. So the other thing that I'd like to to, to point out is is that there's a a saying from the jazz singer, you ain't seen nothing yet, right? Yes. And 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 what we're doing right now with with the, the value starter delivery experience is just one of the experiences we're creating, right? Mm. Um, many of you uh, may know that that we're big fans of gamification, right? And and one of the things that we're doing is 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 gamifying the whole value discovery, right? And that could be something that you do as a precursor to value starter to really get uh, customers engaged in a a non-traditional way and, and a way that really uh, excites them and quite honestly su- surprises them, um, right, for, uh, from, from an SAP perspective. And, and yeah, and so you ain't seen nothing yet. We're just getting started. So stay tuned. The, the innovations will continue. Absolutely, Bill. You ain't seen nothing yet. And Speaking of gamification, that was my very first episode on SAP Experts Podcast. And audience, if you would like a more dedicated gamification episode on how the S4 team, how we use gamification right now, sound off in the comment sections below and let us know what you think. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me today on this very, very special episode of SAP Experts Podcast as we celebrate the birthday of the Value Starter Program. With that said, thank you so much, Bill and Nabil.